We welcome you into the best podcast available, presented by our friends at Cross Country Mortgage. I'm Jason Gibbs, alongside Andrew Gribble. This is our rookie mini camp review and a little bit of meet the rookies, uh, as we like to call it, our annual podcast where we showcase uh, a number of the new faces on your 2022 Cleveland Browns. We'll meet Isaiah Thomas coming up here in just a few minutes. Nathan's going had a chance to sit down with him. First, though, the guy that was taken at the top of the Browns draft board in the third round at pick number 68, MJ Emerson, cornerback out of Mississippi State. MJ, welcome to Cleveland and talk a little bit about what your experience has been here so far. You're through rookie minicamp. Congratulations. Now you're into the day-to-day grind here at the Cross Country Mortgage Campus. How's everything been for you here in the past week? Uh, uh, it's been a great process, man. I'm just soaking everything up, you know, um, getting to know my rookie class, the coaches, you know, and just trying to learn the system, you know, just trying to get it down pat. But other than that, it's been good. It's been a good transition. What was it like getting uh, on the field and, and playing some actual football, I guess, for the first time in months? I know you've been doing a lot of running, a lot of combine type stuff, but how is it to actually start playing football out there? Oh, man, it feels great. It feels great, you know, because we football players and, you know, there's a lot of things that we have to do, you know, to get to, to this point. You know, the process was long, but I'm just excited, you know, to get back just playing football. So, you know, I'm, I was happy about that. And you had some nice weather. Uh, the, the weather not too shabby here. At some point later on, about six months from now, we may have a different conversation, but uh, the, the weather pretty good as well. What's been the biggest thing you've learned since you got here to Cleveland biggest thing I learned on the field you will say on the field or off you know a piece of advice a coach has given you or something along those lines here in this building on the field just um little 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 details you know that make you a better football player you know just little techniques and things that I wish I kind of knew early on in my career but um yeah things like that I wouldn't want to say you know what because you know I'm just giving out the recipe but yeah, little things like that. And off the field, um, just like um, Cleveland itself, like, you know, the culture here, you know, it has a lot of culture. So I, I like that. I love culture. So, yeah. MJ, who, who in this rookie class have you kind of already grown close to? Who are you spending the most time with, whether it be in the meeting rooms or just outside of outside of uh, the building here? Grown close to? Um, kind of all of us. Really, we all just, you know, um, we went to uh, – Restaurant, I forgot his name. I might say it wrong. Lagos, logos, something like that. But we all went there. You know, we all ate together. You know, just um, just team bonding. You know, getting to know each other. But you know, all of us really. I can't really just say one one person. But yeah, we all just like you know, kind of just bonding because you know we all going through the same thing. So we all just try to you know be there for each other. Hey, I I get it. Lago is it on the east bank of the of the yep, flats? That's it. The food that's is fantastic, it. man. The food scene here. If you're a big foodie, you you will love this town. Lots yeah. of uh, lots of great places. Do you have a go-to food? Is there something that you like? I love seafood. So if you can point me in the right direction, then you know, let me know. <laughs> we can do that. We got a couple places I think you might like that we'll talk about off air. So all right, not too shabby at all. Um, you mentioned the coaches and something I read about in your bio. You spent a lot of time with coaches at at Mississippi State, including a, a guy that played some meaningful snaps in the NFL, in Terrell Buckley. What, uh, 
how did he help prepare you for the next level here that is now the Cleveland Browns in the NFL? Coach, you know, he, he just seen the potential in me. And he, he kind of, you know, helped me be a pro at the college level. You know, he just told me just always doing the little things, you know, from taking care of my body, um, studying extra film, just all the little things, you know, that make you, that, that you know, plays a huge role in your performance on the field. So I appreciate him for that because, you know, he's been in my shoes. So he know, know what it takes. MJ, you're you're kind of lauded for your size, your length of the position. Is is defensive back and corner a position you always wanted to play when you were growing up and playing football? Honestly, growing up, I always played quarterback my whole life. For real, I always played quarterback. Uh, but in high school, my brother he he graduated played maybe like three years before me. He played cornerback. He's really good. And my um, coach, you know, we had a quarterback at the time, and he he just you know he wanted me to play corner, but I I didn't want to, but my head, in high school, my head coach, so he kind of forced me. I was like, Coach, I don't want to play, you know. But I had to uh, build my confidence, you know, and just, you know, get get the technique down. But I actually played, like, I want to say I started, like, the last six games. I got my first off from Mississippi State. So after that, I was kind of stuck with the position. But I'm happy that he did change me, change my position, you know. And I'm just, you know, I fell in love with it every since then. I was going to say, I think, I think you played your entire junior year in high school as a DB. And that was like the first, I think maybe the only season that you played every game as a DB in high school. As you were getting ready for college, you had a lot of big schools. Obviously, Mississippi State is what you went with. Miami, uh, Oregon, a few other big names as well lined up. What stood out? What made you choose Mississippi State? Just, you know, the family vibes, you know, um, over those two years, you know, that was my first offer also. So, and then it wasn't so far away from home. Um, you know, I feel like, you know, they, they wanted me to be there. So I wanted to go somewhere, you know, that, that showed interest. You know, they, hit, they I talked to them almost every other day, you know, when I was in high school for those two years. So just building that relationship with Coach Buckley and, um, and just all, all those guys, Coach Moorhead. And, you know, it's kind of easy decision, really, you know. How much of an advantage is it for that defense with the Cowbells there? A big advantage. <laughs> a big <laughs> advantage, man. Uh, opposing teams hate hate that sound, but, you know, it's kind of working out because defense, you know, we got signals or whatnot, so we, we always use it on defense. So, Talking with MJ Emerson, the Browns' top pick in the 2022 NFL draft here, part of our rookie uh, minicamp review on the best podcast available. MJ, you played as a true freshman right away in Mississippi State. And obviously, you're going to be counted on here right from the get-go. What is What was the biggest challenge to you playing as a true freshman in, in arguably one of the top conferences, if not the top conference in college football? Uh, when I was coming in, you know, as a true freshman, in high school, it was kind of, it was very simple. Like, the playbook was very simple. Um, you know, we had, like, maybe five plays. Like, the plays, we probably had five plays that we ran, you know, and it was very simple. You know, we'll roll to a certain way. We'll roll to the passing strength, and that was kind of it. Or we'll play man. We used to play man a lot. So, just going to college and just learning, you know, the alerts, the checks, you know, certain formations, what was formation called, little things like that, you know, that was kind of like, that was kind of, a little difficult, but you know, you just gotta, you know, lock in and just learn everything. But that's, I would say that was probably the most difficult part. You know, I feel like my physical attributes, I had enough, you know, to go play 
I didn't just see, you know, because I, I don't never back down from anyone. So, I you know, I was ready to play, but, you know, just learning the um, playbook, really. That was kind of like the only, that was kind of like the only difficult thing. And in the SEC, you got to, I think you got your first start in a game against LSU and Jamar Chase. You'll be seeing him twice a year now in, in, in the AFC North. Uh, I don't know if you cross paths with George Pickens, who's on the Steelers now, but clearly you're lining up against a lot of talented guys in the yeah, SEC. I How much was that? George Pickens. Yeah, I crossed. Uh, in 2020, man, we had a good battle, actually. That's good. And I'm just wondering how much does that prepare you? I mean, you you were facing these guys years ago, and now you're going to be facing this kind of talent in the NFL. How much does that SEC talent prepare you for this? I feel like we prepared a lot, honestly. You know, week in and week out, we playing, you know, great talent. So, of course, that helped, you know, because iron shopping iron. But, yeah, it helps. It helps a lot. MJ, what's the greatest accomplishment? You, you've won a lot of awards uh, on the field. You've also won a number of accolades off the field. Uh, the SEC honor roll, excellent student, 3.5 GPA. Uh, you... you done a lot in the classroom as well as on the football field. Is there an accolade that you're most proud of? Maybe not an accolade, but I'm just, you know, just proud, you know, someone like like the youth. I'm just someone that the youth can look up to, you know, and, and use for motivation, you know, like people all around the world, honestly, but in my area too, just showing them like, you know, everything, anything is possible, you put your mind to it. So, I mean, that's not really an accolade, but that's something you know, I try to pride myself on, like when I'm out or out and about or I'm in my city or whatnot, even here, you know, I just, you know, want to be a positive role model for the youth. MJ, what's been the biggest change in your life since the Browns drafted you? What's been the, the craziest thing that's happened to you in, in the last few weeks? Biggest change? Maybe just, you know, when I'm out in public, you know, a lot of people just recognize me, you know, so. Do you have a room? Do you have a roommate for, at uh, rookie minicamp right now? Or are you are you guys rooming solo these days? I'm solo right now, but I did have a roommate at first. Okay. Yeah, uh, we solo was it, now. Was it one of the one of the other draft picks, or who was your roommate at first? Uh, it was a, it was a DB. It was our DB, our nickel Jolly. Well, he, he go by Jolly, but Sean. Yeah, it was Sean. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. All right. Before I let you go here, we appreciate the time. And we wish you all the best of luck here in this offseason as we get closer to training camp and this season. Um, what role have your parents played uh, in, in your life? And I, it sounds like you're very close with your dad and your mom. Uh, what factors have they been for you? What role models have they been for you as you develop here? Uh, well, I grew up with my father, you know, single parent home. My mom, she was in the picture. She was in and out sometimes. But uh, my father, man, he's always been there for me, you know, showing me tough love and just, you know, just just molding me into the person I am today and just how, just showing me how to be a man, you know, and just how to how to live the right way. So yeah, he's been there every step of the way. So I appreciate that from him. What's the last few weeks been like for them? I mean, for for the people in your family with after this news and, and you going to Cleveland, what's, what's that been like for them? I don't really know, honestly. I, I don't really know. I mean, I know my, I, I know my pops cried when I got drafted. I didn't even cry, but he ended up crying. But I did. I did break down when I when I got to Cleveland, though. I did have a little moment to myself. But um, yeah, my pop was crying. and My brother was crying. So I'm pretty sure they're proud of me, honestly. But I don't know. We don't really talk too much about that. So I might have to ask them. I think we're gonna have to get everybody some winter clothing at some yeah. point. If they're coming to see you. The, sure. the winter coat and the hat and gloves are gonna come into play. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna need that. MJ, we appreciate the time. Congratulations 
Uh, we wish you nothing but the best. We're looking forward to seeing you in that fantastic DB room uh, and, and watching you develop here as, as we get closer to the start of the season. Big things. Uh, we're hoping for big things. We're rooting for big things, and we're rooting for you. So best wishes, and thanks a lot for joining us. Yes, sir. Thank you. That's MJ Emerson. And right now for more from Rookie Minicamp, Nathan Zagura goes one-on-one with new edge rusher Isaiah Thomas. Very happy now to be joined by one of the newest members of the Cleveland Browns from Oklahoma defensive end Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah, congratulations. Welcome to Cleveland. Yes, sir. Thank you. Glad to be here. You get a nice day here. The weather is looking good for the rookie mini camp. You got some of your teammates here with you. What's this whole process, though, been like for you? Coming out of school, lead your team in sacks each of the last two years, 16 and a half sacks, team captain at Oklahoma, and then you get to the draft. Did you know the Browns were interested in you in this process? Well, initially, not really, no. Uh, you know, they showed interest at the combine and at the senior bowl talking to them. You know, they talked about how I fit into their scheme, and, you know, uh, that's also what they touched on when they called me and drafted me. Then, you know, when it came that down to them, you know, picking me, they called me, and, you know, kind of reiterated what they said at the combine and at the senior bowl. So then, I, you know, after that, it kind of just hit me like, you know, it's a reality now. You know, being here in Cleveland, like you said, it's been lovely so far. Weather, staff, facility, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be here. So you get that call. What kind of went through your mind at that point? Oh, man, first off, my heart was beating fast. Like, like, like it's really happening. Like, you know, like, I, I believe this is the moment. You know, I looked at the TV, seen the Browns had the next pick, and I was like, wow, like, like it's here. Then, you know, Stefanski got on a Zoom call with me. GM got on there with me as well and told me that I'm, you know, look out because, you know, they picked me up next. And, man, there's tears coming down and whatnot. It really just everything I worked for, you know, just kind of came out at that moment. Yeah, because it's, it's a dream come true, yeah. literally. It is, yeah, it is a dream come true. And, and, you know, growing up, me being from Tulsa, Oklahoma, you know, not too many people get recognized for their talent. Or, you know, we, we don't really get guys coming out like, like how people from high schools in Texas come out or, sure. you know, California and whatnot. So, you know, me being one of those guys being recognized, you know, kind of meant a lot to me and my community around Tulsa. All right, so I have to ask you, did you think when you'd be standing here as a little kid, young Isaiah Thomas, and we'll talk about why you're named Isaiah Thomas in a second, but did young Isaiah Thomas think it would be more likely that he would be doing an interview after getting drafted into the NFL or into the NBA? <laughs> That's a great question. Really, initially NBA. Uh, yesterday, even Coach uh, Stefanski had us all, like, you know, name our favorite uh, athletes growing up, and mom was Dwayne Wade, you know, uh-huh. big, big-time big Dwayne Wade fan. And, uh, yep. you know, growing up, I was always a taller kid and whatnot. So, you know, I was, when I was elementary school, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be in the NBA one day, you know, play for the Heat, all this and that. Then, uh, you know, I kind of, like, filled out a little bit, got a little bigger, and, you know, I did football first, and, you know, that kind of, like, became my first love. In high, middle school, high school, played basketball as well. But, you know, football always stood out, you know, and that one just kind of grabbed me to be here where I am today. All right, so Isaiah Thomas, the name, a familiar one. We've all heard the name Isaiah Thomas before. How did you come to be Isaiah Thomas? Yeah, so my dad, big fan of the Bad Boy Pistons, big fan of okay. Isaiah Thomas. And, you know, he wanted me to be named Isaiah Thomas. And, you know, him, Isaiah Thomas spells his name a little different than I do, you know, I-S-I-A-H. I uh-huh. spell mine with the extra A in there. And him and my mom had a happy medium. Isaiah was in the Bible. My mom went with it. So Isaiah Thomas came about, and now here I am. And have you you've never met him? No, I never met Isaiah Thomas, but uh, he follows me on Twitter, though. He does follow me on Twitter. He actually retweeted my uh, post of mine before when I graduated. So, yeah, he retweeted that. And, uh, yeah, you know, kind of I kind of went viral, too, because of his name. Uh, during the uh, last dance, Michael Jordan's documentary, you know, <laughs> everyone was, you know, in my DMs, you know, talking crap to me and whatnot, talking about how I'm not as worthy as Jordan. I'm like, man, like, what is this? And I'm sending out a little tweet the next thing, you know, I'm, I'm trending the next day. 
So people are coming at you as though you are the Isaiah Thomas. And then did you have to send out to be like, look, I'm, it's not me. We just have a similar name. <laughs> I, uh, I was I was replying back to some people uh, uh, during the DMs. Then, you know, sent out the tweet. I said uh, people are in my DMs like I was the one beefing with MJ. Then, you know, blew up, you know, 100,000, you know, yeah. retweets and likes and whatnot. Then uh, kind of just kind of like became like a big joke. Everybody laughing and whatnot. Then people was like looking at my profile. like, Oh, you know, sorry about that. People were replying. I, I apologize. Didn't mean nothing. It was just funny, though. It is funny. Well, what I love about that, too, is, though, that you actually come from a family that liked the bad boy yeah. Pistons. So I'm sure you wanted to defend Isaiah against yeah. some of these things that were being said about him. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I was like, man, I like the guy myself. You know, he yeah. follows me on Twitter, you know, yeah. cool guy and whatnot. And uh, just by seeing how he is on, you know, TV, NBA TV and whatnot, I'm like, you know, let me have this guy's back, you know. We're replying to people like, no, it's not me. But then again, I'm like, he's a great guy also. So, like, don't yeah. give him too hard of a time. Yeah. But, yeah, it's pretty cool. All right, let's go back to high school. Multi-sport athletes right. played both ways. Football, power forward and basketball, won a yeah. state championship, if yes, I'm sir. not mistaken. All right, so let's start with football. Tight end, cut what, seven touchdowns, something like that? Uh, in my senior year, I scored several touchdowns. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah my senior okay. year I did. So, uh, so football and basketball. So, yep. yeah, football and basketball. Then in basketball, I played the four. High school, I played O-line a little bit my freshman and sophomore year. Then, uh, you know, as I got older, you know, we had some more guys come in. So, coach, let me play some tight end and receiver. Senior year, scored a handful. Of, I want to say it was around five or so, but you know, got some touchdowns, and then you know, kind of led me to being you know noticed in football as far as D one uh, attention. Coaches like like how I was, lengthy and size. So, really came about. You know, both sports really you know helped me out to be an athlete. Did you think when you went to college, did you know for sure you were going to be a defensive guy, or were there some people who were looking at you as a tight end as well? Definitely for a defensive guy. Okay. Uh, growing up, I always played defensive end. I always did. At some some form of facet on the D line, and you know, going into high school and college as well, it was the same thing. You know, coaches always ask, like, did you ever want to play receiver? I was like, nah. I know, I know, I'm pretty good at defensive end. So you know, they all recruited me for defensive end. You know how to get to the quarterback. Sixteen and a half sacks the last two years. Eight and eight and a half there at Oklahoma. What do you love about getting after the quarterback and what makes you so good at it? I say really what, what makes me so good at it, and it's not even an on-the-field thing, you know, I think it just comes natural as a sense because, well, I wouldn't even say that because I, I know I worked hard to get to me to get to where I am, you know, how to put in a lot of hours and yeah. whatnot, you know. Uh, but I, I say other than, like, the physical talent and, and hard work, I say it's just my, like my mindset, you know, mentally, you know, knowing what I, what I had and didn't have growing up, you know, seeing my family sacrifice so much for me to be where I am today, I think that's what motivates me and, you know, keeps me disciplined as far as why I'm so good at what I do and what got me here now. So that's kind of your why? Oh, yes, most definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely got some people I could pinpoint, but, but in a whole, my family and, you know, some of my close friends for sure, yep. the reason I do this for. What's it like to get to come here with one of them? I'm, I'm guessing your close friend. You guys were at least on a D-line together with Mr. Perry on Winfrey, yeah. who is what a personality on yeah. that guy. But that's got to be cool to kind of have that continuity. And your other def teammate, Nick Benito, gets drafted in this one as well. So right off that defensive line, a lot of talent going in the NFL. But two of you guys coming right here to Cleveland. Yeah, it's pretty cool being with Perry on. Uh, like in college, we, we, we definitely complimented each other very well. His first season was in that 2020 season. And then that 2020 season is when I like came you know, to myself. Then uh, we worked well together. He played some D-tackle and nose. I played a little bit of both as well. So us learning the book, playbook together, working off each other, you know, in games, you know, our, uh, our competitive nature is just second to none. And also just us like, you know, uh, always giving each other tidbits on what to do, what not to yeah. do, giving each other tidbits on what the offensive line has and tendencies or whatnot. So we, we feed off each other very well. When he's giving those tidbits, is he like screaming them at you? Is he oh, like, oh my gosh. Get to the outside, dog. We're going, we're going to kill these guys. It's over. Yeah, sometimes he's, he's so passionate to the point where he's, like, giving it away. Like, he's, like, on the field. Hey, I'm going to be gap. Cover me. I'm like, I'm like, hey, first of all, he heard you. I'm like, first of all, he, now we got to run something else. But, uh, yeah, yeah, he's passionate. He, he loves the game. And, and I think that he definitely feeds off of everyone else, and they definitely feed off him, if anything. 
There's no doubt. I mean, his interview, I've like I said, this is my 10th season here with the team. I've talked to every rookie after they've been drafted, every single one. Yep. Nothing's, I've never seen anything like Perry on Winfrey. It was the same at Oklahoma, too. Like, his first year, even before he you know, made a name for himself and whatnot, he was confident on who he was, what he was going to do. He came in with the energy and swagger that he came in with the interview, like, when he got drafted. <laughs> just, just like now, you know, he hasn't done what he's wanted to do yet, obviously, because he hasn't had the chance to sure. show it. But, but, but he's, he's determined, and he shows that, and he'll let you know, and I'm, I'm definitely confident that he'll do it. So when you were at Oklahoma, obviously the Browns were very much on the radar of Oklahoma Sooners fans. Baker Mayfield was here as the quarterback. So was it a team that maybe you were more aware of than you would have been otherwise before you got drafted? You're like, oh, I know about the Browns. I'm going yeah. to the Browns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. You know, definitely know a lot about this team. You know, ever since, obviously, you know, they have guys at my position, you know, that has had success here. You know, obviously in recency with Miles Garrett, other defensive players, Olivia Vernon and, uh, sure. you know, Jadavion and whatnot. Then, prior, then also having Baker Mayfield as well, you yeah. know, Oklahoma actually gets a lot of the Browns games. I want to say probably every every Sunday we get every game almost. And so I'm really familiar with the Browns offense and defense, you know, yeah. and what they do and who they have. So definitely when it came about to the draft process and that happened, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know the guys there. You know Jacob Phillips also at linebacker, really close with him actually. Um, played in high school All-American game with him. So okay. another, another good close friend of mine who I can also pick his brain when he gets here. By the way, he's a tremendous dunker of the basketball. Really? Oh, yeah. They had a dunk contest last year here with some of the guys, and, and he won it going away. So I'm, I'm sure you can get up there. Can you throw it down pretty good? Oh, most definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know who's a reigning dunk contest champion, but I, I – Oh, even – oh, still today? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, Jacob, yeah, I'll see you soon then, Jacob. I'll see you soon, yeah. All right, I'm going to leave you with this one. I've really enjoyed talking with you, but is there one thing you want Browns fans to know about you that maybe they don't know, something that you want them when they see Isaiah Thomas and they see that name on the back, they want, you want that in their mind? Uh, yeah, you know, I know there's a lot of Isaiah Thomases, you know, and a couple, you know, famous ones and whatnot, but, you know, when it comes to football, you know, there's only one of me. You know, I don't think you can, you know, replicate or duplicate what I do out there on the field. And, uh, you know, you're going to see a lot of guys, you know, you're going to see a lot of energy and passion with me, despite where I'm at, you know, uh, special teams, defense, whenever I get in. So you, you'll see that guy out there and, and definitely giving that love and passion. Well, it was great talking with you. Best of luck. Welcome to the Browns. Thank you. All right. Thanks to Nathan Zagura and Isaiah Thomas uh, for a great interview off the field there at Rookie Minicamp. Also, thanks to MJ Emerson for his time as well, the Browns' top pick in this year's NFL draft. Gribs, we've had the conversation. Rookie minicamp, not really what it used to be when you literally had an entire roster show up for rookie minicamp. Now it's more one-on-one -on -one and individual training and individual learning as our coaches try to figure out what they have in these new draft picks. Yeah, I think it was one of those things that you stumbled on during the pandemic that actually turned into be something you like doing. And I think that's what happened with the Browns last year where they only were able to bring in a couple tryout guys for rookie minicamp last year, and they raved about how great it was to get all this one-on-one -on -one time with their rookies. I remember James Hudson was the only offensive lineman on the entire field uh, getting to work with Bill Callahan. And I think that you get that kind of individual tutelage, and, and it doesn't overwhelm the guys when they're coming in. I think the coaches like it. I think the players like it when we hear from them about it's kind of a good way to kind of slowly break them in so that they're not totally swimming and overwhelmed when they uh, – get on the field for, for OTAs. And then you throw in the fact that you, you do a lot of work to bring in those tryout guys that, you know, most, almost all of them are not going to be here. But then again, we have the story this week of Felix Harper, a tryout guy that was brought in because you needed a quarterback and now he's on the team. So, I mean, it's, there's, there are these diamonds in the rough. So I think it's a much more targeted approach with some of these trial players than maybe just getting enough people so you can run a practice. Yeah. I think Chad O'Shea might've been the busiest. I think he had four guys. 
So uh, in terms of his weekend, he was probably the busiest out of all the position coaches. We shift our attention and, you know, the vets are off this week. It's a rare off week in the middle of the off season, in the heart of the off season. Phase one is done. Phase two is done. And the rookies get an entire week to get under their belts in addition to rookie minicamp before the vets come back next week and OTAs start. There will be 10 OTAs. It's three weeks of OTAs and then mandatory minicamp. And then everybody's dismissed for the next six weeks before training camp officially kicks off the 2022 season. It is moving fast, Gribs, but uh, still a lot of work here to be done in the offseason. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see to get all the guys back on the field. Your first kind of, I know we had guys in and out last year for OTAs. It, it looks like you're going to have a full squad uh, or something close to it when, when the Browns get back on the field for OTAs, whether it be Monday or Tuesday. I'm not sure on the specific date that we get on the field. But, yeah, it'll, it'll be good to see guys mixed in and out. I think there's this rookie class. I think they're going to fill some key depth spots on this team. Maybe, not, maybe none of these guys are going to be forced into some major roles right away, but we'll see where they can make their impact. And, and the earlier, the better for some of these guys. Yeah, and it will be interesting because, again, with OTAs, it is voluntary. You know, the vets don't have to report. Now, the Browns have had a great turnout for phase one and phase two so far, but now we start really amping up uh, toward that three-day mandatory minicamp at the uh, middle part of June. And it will be fascinating to see who comes and who's here. And now the offensive guys uh, are, are getting away for a weekend, even though the vets are technically off. Uh, it is not off as a lot of the offensive players led by quarterback Deshaun Watson uh, headed to the Bahamas. We were not invited. <laughs> Jeff, not. We were not invited either, uh, but they will be in the Bahamas getting some work in. But more importantly, it's that team building. And, and this is the time of year where you want to see that. And that's where teams start to come together just from a player standpoint. And uh, it promises to be one of those trips that we've heard about and Deshaun Watson spearheading it here for the offense. Gibbs, I think we need a BPA team bonding excursion to the Bahamas. I think we Fine. could, like, we could uh, use it. It would, it would bring us together more. I think, I, I think we, we just have to figure out a way to expense it. I mean, I'd go, we can go to Kelly's Island. I, I, I don't have to go <laughs> all the way to the Bahamas. Like, I, I go to Florida. I can go somewhere a little cheaper. Like, I, our, our master of travel, Deb, can handle that, I think, for oh, us. Yeah. It would work out quite swimmingly. We'll bring McDaniel with us. Zagura, eh, we'll see what happens. He's, he's we can have some great, great Zoom backgrounds next week while we're while we're out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're by the pool. <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks to MJ Emerson for his time. Thanks to Isaiah Thomas for his time. Thanks to Nathan Zagura for his help, along with Jeff McDaniel and Anthony Paco as well. We are back next week. Dane Brugler coming back to talk about this rookie class. Now that we've got a few weeks with them, and we'll get his thoughts on the rookie class and the next steps for this football team as it uh, pertains to eh, maybe even the 2023 NFL draft. So we're looking forward to having him join us as well. The OTAs will be back, and we'll start to recap those as well. You can like and subscribe today to the best podcast available wherever you get your podcast. Like and subscribe today to the best podcast available. Check us out on YouTube as well, youtube.com slash Browns. For Andrew Gribble, I'm Jason Gibbs. We're back with you next week. This has been the best podcast available presented by our great friends at Cross Country Mortgage.